This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. From time to time, we're going to catch up with the people who have shared their story on the show. Last time, we caught up with Catherine Russick. She was driving all over the Victorian countryside, delivering ready-to-heat meals instead of feeding people in her beloved restaurant, Colenso. Like many, life is a little different. Catherine, how are you going? Uh, it's lovely to speak with you today. I'm I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good. We're we're good tucked up here in Kyneton. It feels like a couple of years ago that we last spoke on the, uh, the episode that we recorded, and, and and a lot's changed since then. Regional restaurants are allowed to open up again. How are things for you at the moment? How do you feel about that? Oh, look, we call it molasses time when you say it's you know when was it, and it's just like one big sort of. Swirl, isn't it? Oh, look, I feel, I feel great that um, regional is allowed to open. Of course, my uh, thoughts are with our counterparts who are so close by under a very different regimen of regulations which put the goalposts um, sort of for now out of reach. I mean, they're quite, um, yeah, they're, um, Metro's in a very different circumstance um but and that said there's still so many things to for regional to get our heads around um I'm thinking you know as soon as accommodation starts being booked are we going to have the capacity to service people that are uh, going to visit will there be enough forethought to say oh when we're staying in you know name a beautiful regional Victorian town I'll choose Kyneton but when we're staying in Kyneton have we organized um somewhere to dine and I'm why I actually I, I fret a bit because I'm thinking um the audience may not have made or had time to make the adjustments that we've had time to consider and that is that you know yeah, you need to book. Yeah, you've got two hours. Yeah, there's only ten. You know, it's um, it's so so without a doubt, it's a juggle, and it's a juggle that I haven't entered into because I'm not open, and I'm of course I'm trading, and I've continued to trade since March twenty one, but that um, I still feel, and we have a we have dates and we have plans to open. But I still feel quite not not cautious in terms of um, uh, keeping everyone safe and well, like it was so much in in um, lockdown two and and in the beginning. Um, more that I um, I need to know that I can manage customer expectations to a standard that I'm comfortable with. And keep our crew, you know, motivated and feeling like it's fun. I want to, I want to open the doors and have some fun. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so sure that we're at that stage yet. I, I yeah. Well, a lot has changed since we last caught up, including a second lockdown. Um, what What's changed for you during this period? Uh, nothing, because I, I didn't open, so I didn't. I didn't do, I didn't have to, I, I'm a tiny, small business that's been doing it for a long time and I figured I can't afford to do this over. I, if we open, like I, I probably have, I do have the figures of how much it costs me 
to open to standard and I chose not to do that, partly uh, because we've been so... Oh, it has been overwhelming support uh, from our what are now subscribers or our members. Um, what do you do when you've developed a whole other audience? So those are the home, the, the customers that we now deliver to. And our format is quite different. We're not, you know, people go, oh, you're doing delivery. And it's like, yeah, it's a little bit different. It's a subscription meal service. It's $225. So it's roughly a sort of, it's a, it's a one beautiful package that will see you through a really enriched week of eating at your place so it's a little our format has been quite different and so now that we have hundreds of subscribers um, I can't just go I can't pivot even though I loathe that word because I was just improvising and flying by the seat of my pants I'm no pivoter I'm just what are the resources what could we make from this you know and so I can't, one, I don't improvise in the dining room and, um, yeah, I just, uh, what do I do with those customers that have been purchasing beautiful um, subscriptions week in, week out for months? I can't just say, oh, yeah, we're not doing that because we, uh, we're opening the dining room. Like it's a real, it's, you know, all operators are in a really uh, – tricky you know it's a tricky time it's it's um a bet each way kind of thing so we're really busy working on the things that we can maintain so we'll maintain our subscription service we are opening the dining room in October um and we are going to do that I want to take the opportunity we've all been talking about doing things differently well we're going to do things differently and um and then we've also, because I've, you know, I'm now the owner of the world's cutest refrigerated van. <laughs> I'd like to put that. I'd like to put that little resource to work. So I'm also planning a um, venue menu. So we've had a lot of people with, uh, unfortunately, in regional Victoria, there's great outdoor spaces with uh, facilities attached, whether it be our cellar doors or people with beautiful farm. Uh, or accommodation properties and so I've put together a, a little outdoor or your your venue and we come to you so I've put together a little package where we can show up in the world's cutest refrigerated van and light the charcoal barbecue and away we go so now I've got sort of these three three pillars of um you know nav to navigate uh, and still really have you know I think when I spoke to you last time um I think I was dreaming of Christmas and you know Christmas is uh underway here at Colenso so we've got that ready to roll out and we'll be doing that with a to eat at home offering but uh and now I'm really uh I'd be dishonest if I didn't say I'm really worried about March I'm really for some reason and I think it's got to do with how everyone fares, not just me it's um, or our business. It's how everyone's business fares come, uh, that those financial sort of deadlines of JobKeeper finishing and just all those massive economic changes that everyone uh, will re be required to manage. And, uh, of course, I'm worried. I don't want to have worked this hard for this long. Uh to see us falter so I'm really busy enriching the offering. 
one of the things you mentioned a bit earlier was that yearning to have fun again in the dining room, but you've been having fun as well with some collaborations with the model that you're working on at the moment. Uh, can you tell us about the collaborations you've had with chefs? Oh, yeah. Um, because we've built this new business called To Eat at Home, uh, one of the things I thought, well, let's put To Eat at Home through its paces and open up the platform uh, to another chef. So, yeah, that's nice that you know about that. So Tom Serafian from Bar Saracen are just a um, – I don't know whether he's a chef or, chef or an alchemist because uh, his food's just so beautiful and our guests were just beside themselves with what arrived and the richness of flavours and it was just really lovely to have um, a chef that's younger than me from the CBD and just to really, oh, we had so many good uh, conversations and sort of meaningful conversations about the industry, about career development about you know what's next like I really try and put my my brain in the head of my colleagues in town and just think wow how how would I be feeling about my next five years or you know my next five years are very different to someone in their 30s next five years but it was a real it was we were we'd had our biggest week um for to eat at home it was just a massive um subscriber response and we're just really fortunate to have that it's all it has become um the model has become a community supported restaurant not unlike community supported agriculture how that works you know they want to see some it, our audience want to see us here and they just um they keep participating in ways that surprise me whether it be beautiful gifts or care packages or holidays there's uh, it's our subscribers that have actually come up with brilliant ways to use what we do when we last caught up you mentioned that change was ahead for you and you were excited about the opportunities for a change in what you do and only moments ago you said it's time to stop talking about changing things and actually doing them. Do you have more clarity about what the restaurant model will be when you move forward and every, all the restaurants are open again? Sure, I, I do, Anthony. We um, we plan to move to a model or we, we have moved to a model where our customers are our members really and I don't want it to sound like an ex it's an exclusive club all you need to do to be a member is is um have food delivered to your door by to eat at home but when we open the dining room the dining room will be offered to our members initially first and that's an interesting and again I really want it uh, it's not that's not coming from a place of exclusivity it's coming from a place where um, it means that there's a known quantity in terms of who's joining us and that feeds into and I've avoided talking about the regulations around the times that we live but I, I do not want people coming to my door and having to fill out their um, address and phone like so it takes care of a lot of it takes care of a lot of paperwork for people to um, have booked and prepaid before they join us in the dining room because it allows us to have thorough contact tracing without it being um, 
making an appearance in our dining room that we actually have to collect that kind of um, information about our guests. So it, th there's a few elements of why it makes so much sense. Um, I probably committed to myself about three months into these times where I decided that I would no longer work the kitchen wondering whether people might like to join us for dinner. So now I will only open our dining room when it's fully subscribed. And and I, I don't look around and say, oh, that they should do that or, you know, it, it wouldn't necessarily work for my um, city counterparts and it probably wouldn't work for someone that had been uh, only had their doors open for a few months or eight, but um, this is year 12 for Colenso and we do have, I mean, one of our resources is that we do have a very supportive audience base and that we can contact them and we can keep them really up to date with what we're doing. And so we plan to move into 2021 with um, seasons and you partake in a season at Colenso, not unlike you'd partake in a season uh, with a theatrical or musical uh, venture. It's been challenging time for many people, but people have been inspired to move in different directions. Has, has this reinvigorated you as a restaurateur? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, people have asked me, oh, would you have made, you know, done all these things that you're doing at the moment without, without, you know, being really under the pump to to act, and of course, of course, I, I've 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 probably wanted to do things differently, and I'd been moving in a way that um, you know I do a lot of things differently in terms of how I buy my food, or in terms of the contact I have with people that grow food, or so I, there are things that I um, have been. I think I think I've been working towards uh, doing things differently for a long time, but this has definitely uh, motivated me to um, and, and and that's motivated me to enact that at a pace that I otherwise wouldn't have chosen. But that said, our audience needs to be prepared to come with us on that and there's never been a time like now for the preparedness of your audience to be on board with you like but I, I um I think it was Gabrielle Hamilton from New York that said um I think I was reading a New York Times article and she had said you know does the world need my little restaurant and I've had those thoughts you know do, do, does the world need Colenso well no it doesn't but would, would my audience or my customers um, like uh, to be able to continue to dine here in the future? And that's an emphatic yes. So, you know, and, and do I wish to, do I enjoy it? Yeah, the, the world, it may not need it, but we definitely want these types of businesses and I'm planning to keep mine upright and sailing. When we last spoke, you did have your eye on Christmas and you've also brought it up again now. What are, you, what are you most looking forward to that period of time, even if it is still a at-home model? Uh, I can't wait to um, see how beautiful the panettones are. I can't wait to um, put little notes or little treats in people's boxes or bags to sort of 
uh, and a gift. I was driving here thinking, oh, what will I, last year I did beautiful boozy prunes as a little jarred gift, but I'll think of something that's a, a beautiful addition. Um, it'll be really lovely going to people's homes like the, our service is not like it's it's not like we go in and make ourselves at home don't get me wrong but they're known now that we've been delivering to these homes for for quite a while um it'll be a really lovely like you know you call out you walk down the garden path it'll be a, a festive mood so I'm 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 looking forward to making it to Christmas I guess I, I when I spoke to you I would have been it would have been a goal that it's like will we get there, you know? So I think I'm looking forward to being in the van and and waving and, yeah, being on board for business, being open for business, being trading. I mean, I, I think I mentioned to you that one thing I realised I wanted to keep doing was I really – I like working. Working suits me down to the ground. So the idea that we'd have had to stop or that we couldn't trade, I think that was something I was – quite fearful of actually and so it's it's lovely to have stayed you know stayed busy stayed stayed with my little crew here well Catherine it's lovely to catch up with you again it's always great to catch up with you actually you're such a joy and we've loved having you on deep in the weeds and last time I said we'll look forward to catching up with you I feel like we might actually do it for a third time perhaps around Christmas or just after and see how that all went oh how gorgeous well, I'm, I'm really uh, appreciating hearing from my colleagues and I'm very grateful to have, um, have the podcast or have the several podcasts that I'm just loving hearing from uh, how people are managing and it's inspi- that's very inspiring. So thanks for your part in that too. It's been great. Well, keep in touch and um, we'll catch up and talk again soon. Will do. Cheers. Thank you. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of Australia's HOSPO community, suppliers and producers in search of hope during this pandemic. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.